0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Ched and the
2: Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca.
0: On Oilers Radio. 630 shed It's 105, actually it's 106 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you at the 630 Ched studios second hour orders now brought to you by our title sponsor digitech 630 chad uses Digitech for their copiers and their printers their service is excellent they now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings digitechsupplies.ca uh in this hour cooper Marodi. He is an Oilers prospect and uh, now a forward for the Bakersfield Condors. Edmonton picked him up in a deal about three weeks ago with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, We'll also hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Conversation we had with him uh, to wrap up the year. And Mark Spector, who wrote a highly controversial column. uh, Stoffer and Spector, uh, courtesy of our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, live racing thoroughbred style, uh, coming up May 5th. Let's head off right now to our River Crete Resort and uh, Casino, and we're joined by Edmonton Oilers uh, forward currently with the Bakersfield Condors, Cooper uh, Mar- Now give me the full pronunciation so all our listeners know right now, because I'm only going to mispronounce it about 643 times over the next 15 years. Go for it, Cooper. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name?
1: Uh, it is uh, Cooper Marody. Marody, there we
0: go. Uh, so tell me this: uh, the the way these things work is obviously you have rep- like. Did you know that Edmonton was interested in you uh, when you're Philadelphia Flyers uh, property? Because I'm sure at that time you were probably gearing up uh, for you know a, a sustained run with the Michigan Wolverines.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I always wanted to just keep Michigan first and try to have the most success I could um, with the team and. Um, I knew that Edmonton was really interested and I knew that it was a possibility and um, just hearing from my advisors I was really excited about the opportunity and I, I was thrilled to hear about it so uh, it was one that I definitely couldn't pass up
0: Now you've just finished your third year you led the uh, Big Ten uh, conference which we should mention is a pretty good conference and is going to be the power conference moving forward in the NCAA it used to be, in my opinion, it used to be the WCHA but then the Boston schools went through a run in the late 2000s early 2010s where they did well uh, but you had a heck of a year this year, didn't you?
1: uh yeah it was a good year i mean the the biggest thing for me is uh we got to the frozen four and that was that was phenomenal and you know obviously the game didn't go as as we planned with losing with five seconds left so that was very tough but you know i was really lucky to have great line mates this year uh uh, tony calderon and dexter Danks. so they made it really easy really easy to play the game and also uh um, get to play with Quinn Hughes, who is a, a top prospect this year, and uh, you know it was phenomenal. I, I always dreamed of playing for Michigan, so it was a really special year to, to get Michigan back to the Frozen Four.
0: So tell me, Cooper, what did you uh, work on the most last off season? Because you took a sub, you know substantial step forward, and you ended up leading that Big Ten conference in scoring. Was there a couple areas in your game you worked in in the summer that elevated your play?
1: Uh, I think I just worked really hard on, on getting stronger and getting faster. Uh, Michigan strength coach uh, does a great job, uh, Joe Marr there and um, working with the, this guy named Brandon Nerado on, on goal scoring and, and uh, you know just just plays with the puck and, and video off the ice too. Um, he's been great for me and also uh, you know, just working more on the mental side and um, you know learning about preparation and how to be the best player you can and be ready to play. Not only in the games, but in practice, so that was huge for me.
0: Cooper Marody joining us uh, from the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers. Now, describe yourself as a player. Like, are you a skilled offensive centerman? How do you how do you sort of see yourself?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I do have skill. Um, I think I, I see the ice really well and have the ability to make plays all around the ice. And um, I think I've got hockey sense as well. And um, I think if you get if you get me the puck and a a good uh, scoring opportunity I think I have a good shot of putting in the net so I think I I can score goals too and uh, I think I'm reliable defensively and and good in the face off circle so um, yeah you
0: came out of that honey-baked system uh, in Michigan, and that, uh, that's that been a powerhouse uh, AAA program for a long time. Then you went off to St. Mary's, ended up in Muskegon. When did you see sort of the evolution of your offensive game? I mean, because you had 51 points this year in 40 games. Uh, you were in, uh, yeah, you missed some time last year, obviously, with injury a bit. But at what point did you start to to feel that you had, you know, more offensive game coming?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh you know, it sounds Nice that I played for Honeyday and this and that, but uh, my my band of minor year, um, I was one of the worst players on the team, and uh, I think I had like ten points in thirty five games or something. And I actually had to go back to travel hockey um, the following year, and then uh, and I played Michigan high school junior varsity, so it's not even the best team. Um, wow! So so definitely a lot of adversity, but I, I always knew that I had some ability. Um, I spent hours on our backyard rink at home that my dad made. So um, I practiced my skills there all the time. And I, I, part of me always knew, but it took a little while for me to actually, you know, do it in a game and get that confidence. And I, I think my, my sophomore year at uh, St. Mary's in high school, I started to really see um, see some results and I had confidence. And um, from there on, I knew I could do something if I continued to work hard.
0: Uh, who do you I mean who did you idolize I'm going to assume it's a Detroit Red Wing player given you're a Michigan kid but who are your favorite yeah. players growing up as a kid and maybe give us a player out there right now who you think you, you kind of play a. you know not that and I don't mean you know you're not just disrespecting any NHL player if you say this but is there a guy you'd like to currently emulate and who did you grow up kind of watching as a kid
1: uh, yeah absolutely I, I grew up uh, being a diehard. Uh, I mean not necessarily diehard, but a big Red Wings fan and and watching uh, Zetterberg and Datsuk and uh, just their puck possession, their skill, the way they saw the ice and manipulated defenders was something that I I just studied um, my whole life growing up, so that was something uh, really special to see and and learn from them. Um, But I I think uh, I have a similar style play to a Nicholas Backstrom type guy. I think we do um, similar things with, you know, finding guys around the ice and um, have ability to protect the puck around the ice and things like that. So I think uh, you know, I try to play like a like a style game.
0: All right. So you go down to Bakersfield. You've got a goal and an assist so far in a couple games. Uh, they've only got the one game left. This is your this is a taste for you of pro hockey. Uh, have you? I mean, this is the second. Well, some people might say the KHL is the second best league in the world, but uh, I would I would argue that the depth of the AHL has got some better prospects. How have you <laughs> find the transition to the American Hockey League?
1: Yeah, I think it's been good. Uh, the guys are obviously uh, uh, bigger, faster, and stronger, so um, you know the game's just a little faster. But um, you know the guys have been really good walking me in, and the coaching staff has been great. So I've been able to to feel pretty confident and. Uh, I'm looking forward to to finishing the year out here.
0: Now, do you have your degree finished or are you going to go back to summer school to get that done?
1: Um, I do not have it finished, but I actually, uh, will be working on a paper while I'm out here to, to finish my junior year just so I can, uh, get as many credits done as possible. And I think, uh, you know, in the future I'll, I'll take some classes in the, in the spring and the summertime. So, uh,
0: to get the credits done. Now, is there a situation, I know that, and I've talked about this with Sean Horkoff in the past, who's, uh, you know, from the uh, Detroit area. Are there a bunch of guys, theoretically, that you'll be skating with pro-wise, as maybe starting the middle of July or something like that, so that you're up and ready for Oilers training camp next fall?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, like I said before, I skate with uh, Brandon Narado at uh, TPH Hockey in Michigan, and um, there's a good group of pros, uh, JT Comfer, um, um, the Colorado Avalanche, Zach Baranski, um, Columbus, and, uh, and Kyle Connor in Winnipeg. So um, there's a lot of good guys, That a lot of Michigan guys, uh, yep. University of Michigan players, which is good to, to stay with in the summer and um, keep that pace up and uh, you know practice at a high level all summer.
0: Cooper, we appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you here next fall. Thank you for joining us on orders Now.
1: All right, thanks a lot. Thanks
0: for having me. You bet. That is Cooper Marody. He is an Oilers prospect, picked up in a deal with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the progression's pretty significant this year. 16 goals, 51 points, and 40 games for Michigan. He led the Big Ten in scoring. Interesting. Brendan, you as a Washington Capitals fan... Yeah, I powdered my music <laughs> to my ears. There, that was great. To well, he sounds like a playmaking centerman. Yeah. That's what he's he's saying, right? Like it, and the numbers would support that. You know, sixteen goals and fifty-one points. Right shot. I cannot reiterate that point. Now, I do think that Strom is going to have a better offensive season. I think he's going to work on a couple things. I know. Uh, actually, we we we've got that Ryan Strom conversation sitting. in the, At some point, we could get to that as well. Uh, we promise you, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to NHL today when we return Mark Spector after a controversial column that appeared uh... The Red Wine Club and the Old Boys Club. Spec making reference to that. We'll have an animated conversation coming down the pipe at 1:35, live at the 6:30 Chad Studio. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place: ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate, Certificate of authenticity and hologram. You know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers
2: Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
0: 120 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own. Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Go down and visit Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris. They will take care of you. We will head off to NHL today. NHL date Today is brought to you by our friends at elite promotional marketing i think they still have uh some of the uh humboldt uh, t-shirts available at elite promotional marketing as well 100 percent of those proceeds go uh straight to the ongoing uh, support for the humboldt broncos organization brendan ulrich will bring you nhl today for elite promotional marketing Three games tonight. The Flyers rock seven nothing in a game one against the Pens. They'll try to regroup tonight. Here's head coach Dave Hackstall.
2: I give them a ton of credit. I you know, watch this game closely and obviously you know, you you know, you watch it go through alive and then go back again. Uh, they did an outstanding job. You can't go out in one practice and, and work on everything um it doesn't work that way never does especially at this time of year so we just picked a couple of things that we want to try to brush up on uh the other things we'll you know we'll have to do through uh through a little bit of video and a little bit of discussion and really just you know and mostly just uh, just clearing the mind and, and getting the focus uh back on game two which i think we've already done
0: doesn't sound like the flyers will make any lineup changes tonight Brian Elliott likely to start in goal. The Jets will try to take a 2-0 stranglehold on their series with the Wild. Uh, Paul Maurice didn't really like the pace in Game 1. He expects a a faster pace tonight.
2: We think that both teams are going to get quite a bit faster. Some of the tension that all of the uh, Game 1 games maybe have had in that first period, I thought we got better as the game went on with it, certainly in the third. But I think you're going to find this to be a quite a bit quicker game. They'll move the puck better, so will we. Um, to kind of get into the rhythm of the series.
0: Perot is a game-time decision for the Jets tonight. We have the Kings in Vegas for Game 2. The Golden Knights will not have to worry about Drew Duddy tonight, Bob. He's suspended and out. No word on Jake Muzzin's status for tonight either. Doesn't look good for Jake Muzzin. By the way, how do the Flyers beat Pittsburgh in the past? They turn it into you know an absolute ugly battle and Dave Haxtell said they don't want to go down that path. Part of it is Pittsburgh's power play has been awesome all season long. Uh, I think the only way Philadelphia has a chance against Pittsburgh is to turn it into a war and I'm not convinced that all coaches that way. Flyers have really moved away from that type of team. As we mentioned earlier, Ken Hitchcock has announced his retirement, one of the class guys in the business, ending a 22-year career that saw him rack up the third most wins in NHL history. He'll become a coaching consultant for the team that he led to its only Stanley Cup championship back in 1999. Bakersfield lost 4-3 in San Jose last night. We just had Cooper Marodi on. He scored his first AHL goal. Tyler Benson had two assists uh, for the Bakersfield Condors. They got one game left. West Hockey League playoffs, series we're keeping an eye on. Well, there's four left. Game five goes tonight in Moose Jaw between Swift Current and Moose Jaw. They're tied 2-2. Stuart Skinner made 51 saves in a game that went to double overtime uh, for Swift Current in that victory in game four, and that was on a night when Mateo Gennaro out of St. Albert scored a hat-trick. He is an undrafted free agent by the way. I wonder if somebody looks at him as a 20-year-old. He was drafted by the Winnipeg... He's an unsigned free agent at this time, uh, drafted by the Winnipeg Jets. Elsewhere, Tri-City, Bob Torrey said all season to me, he said, Bob, if our team gets healthy, look out. Well, guess what? Look out. Tri-City has just swept Victoria. In fact, I think Tri-City is 8-0 in the playoffs so far. Uh, they've got Calgary first-rounder Yusuf Alamaki on defense. Michael Rasmussen went top 10 overall to Detroit uh, up front. they got some good players. Uh, they've advanced around three. Lethbridge beats Brandon, or is up 3-1 on Brandon Everett behind Carter Hart leading Portland three games to one as well. All right, as promised, uh, I think we can fit this in here. Let's get to our conversation with Edmonton Oilers uh, forward uh, Ryan Newton-Hopkins as we wrapped up the season that was. So, Ryan, how do you, uh, I guess,
3: evaluate a successful personal year for you with a bad year for the team? Um, I mean, really, at this point, um, having a successful personal year is, kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with having a good team year. So I don't really see it as a great year for... Um, even personally, I mean, I want to still want to be better and help out the team, and um, uh, it's just kind of disappointing the way that things went for us this year. So we need to correct it within our group, and um, we're pretty, we're still pretty confident in, our, in ourselves that we we can get things done. And um, I mean, last year wasn't just a fluke. I mean, you don't just go through 82 games and play. Uh, an experienced uh, uh, team in San Jose and beat them, and and then just uh, and go to Game Seven against Anaheim with uh, just by by fluke. So I mean, we know that we know that we have it in us. It's just uh, it's just. It's tough to tough to swallow a little bit right now. Did you enjoy the experience? The final fifteen or so games you
2: played on Connor's line. I think you finished with uh, better than a point per game, and uh, I think you're plus fourteen or fifteen in the thirteen games a year with him. Just a thought on—I uh, don't know if you reinvented yourself
3: or just a different opportunity on that wing. Just a little bit different opportunity. I mean, um, I think um, as a centerman, when I have uh, I'm playing the second or third line, kind of. Uh, uh, reliable, kind of two-way role. It, it definitely is a little bit different. Obviously, I want to produce offensively, and I think I I found that a little bit better this year when I was playing center um, as compared to last year. Um, I, I found the mix a little bit better. Um, and then when, when you play with Connor, I mean, um, I still... Could be. Re- uh, I still want to be reliable. I still want to be a little bit two-way, and obviously not give up defensively. But at the same time, I mean, we have to puck a lot when you're playing with them. So um, there's a lot more chance for offense. And um, I think I just kind of went with it, and uh, we had fun with it, and uh, we clicked pretty well. So um, yeah, I know it worked out well. Your year is not done. Uh, we've discussed this, but you're uh, headed off
2: to the uh, World Hockey Championship. Uh, you're one of the rare guys that play the World Hockey Championship before the World Juniors. Uh, I in your rookie year but uh, different now you're a 24 year old guy you might be 25 by the time the tournament gets started but just a thought on uh, going there and I don't know if they're going to
3: play with Connor or not but uh, the opportunity to represent Canada for sure it's uh, anytime you can it's uh, it's definitely an honor to uh, put that jersey on so I'm excited for it and uh, it's it's been a while it's been six years or so so um, finally feeling good enough healthy enough to um, to go and uh, and hopefully play well over there so no it's uh definitely exciting and a little different role this year for sure I mean the last time I was a little 18 year old uh, kid just fresh in the league so uh, this year's, uh, I'm excited I mean I know a lot of the guys going so uh, yeah, it's going to be fun and hopefully uh, obviously yeah, the end goal is to, to win it all uh, Once that's done you'll take three weeks or a month off is there anything specific
2: that you might change in terms of what you might work on in the off season or do you think given some of the growth that you showed this past here. I mean, if you were played full season, you would have been a 30-goal,
3: 60-point guy. So, is there anything you might want to work on again? Um. Well, I mean. I, obviously, I don't really know if I'm, if I'm going to be center wing kind of thing next year. So, I mean, whether or not I'm going to be, I, I'd still like to work a little bit on um, face-offs. certain aspects uh, face-offs-wise. Um, obviously, I need to keep improving that. I took a little bit of a step, not as big as I wanted to, but a little bit this year. And um, As far as if I'm going to be playing wing, I want to work on some things like that, taking rims, um, feeling kind of the pinch. Uh, the pinch pressure and stuff, which I need to get better at. So um, there's definitely things that I can specifically work on. It's uh, kind of nice uh, having a little experience on wing now. Um, Now I know kind of what I need to uh, work on and uh, get better at.
0: All right, that is uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. we got spec coming up here. Uh, Let's just put this out there, 630, 630. Brennan, give me a number. If Nugent plays 60 or more games next year with Connor McDavid, Okay, and assuming he plays the full season, but he plays at least three quarters of the year with Connor. What does he put up? I think at least a point per game, Bob. Close to it. Really? Yeah. I'll go I'll go thirty, forty, and seventy if he yeah. plays a full season and he plays sixty of the eighty games. Texas at 630. three. I'll go thirty-five and eighty points. Okay. There you go. Texas at, a point per game. Texas at six thirty, six thirty. We'll tell you some guests and orders now. We're or see gift certificates from Japanese village, three locations downtown south side, and North Side. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector four Horace Racing, Alberta, when we come back after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.